The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand? Welcome to the final pre-draft episode of From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, I'm recording this late Monday afternoon. You guys will probably listen to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. Just a couple days away from the draft for me and maybe for you guys, hours. We are in such a sports-deprived world right now with everything going on terribly with the COVID-19 pandemic and the way it's affecting our lives, the way we work. Uh, the way we commute, the way we do everything, that there is just this hole for us as sports fans and particularly Philadelphia fans and Philadelphia Eagles fans that we need to get filled. And the NFL draft has really been that for me. Uh, This is the most intently I followed any sports draft since I'd say the 2015 NBA draft. Some of you guys might know me from the Fellow SB Nation site, the Sixers site, Liberty Ballers. I wrote there for years with guys like uh, Jake Pavorsky, Kyle Newbeck, Jake Fisher, Wesley Scher, Michael Levin, Derek Bodner, you know, all those guys. Uh, so back then, the Sixers were in the process, and obviously the regular season didn't matter for anything. We're just racking up losses after losses. But everything was about the draft, landing those key players that were going to change the trajectory of the franchise. Uh, Coincidentally, the, Eagle, the Sixers selected Jula Okafor third overall that year. So that didn't work out, and his dad ultimately won the fight in him. Ideally, whoever the Eagles draft uh, in the first round on Thursday, none of their family members want to fight me. That's what I'm hoping for. But I like all these guys a lot more than I like Jula Okafor. I'll say that. But I think I'm going to be like unable to even sleep Wednesday night. It's going to feel like Christmas Eve just because... We're so starved for sports content. Uh, I'm sure you watched Sunday night, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. The entire internet is freaking out over a 22-year-old sports documentary. What's going to happen when we have actual live sports content? I can't imagine the ratings for this. People who only have a cursory interest in the NFL, people who only watch, you know, the 16 games during the regular season, maybe catch the Super Bowl. No one who, you know, is following stuff on training camp, following the beat reporters on Twitter, you know, watching the third and fourth quarters of preseason games. Those people are even going to be into this. I'm sure people like my dad, hardcore Eagles fan, loves everything. But do you think he's really watching, you know, day three of the draft typically? No. Is he going to watch this year? I bet so. 
I have that feeling where it's like the night before week one, before the first Eagles home game, home opener, whatever you want to say, that's the most excited I get. That's one of my favorite days of the year is I say my two favorite days of the year are Eagles home opener and the Sixers first home playoff game. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year with the Sixers since it's looking like the NBA season is going to be canceled. But I'm holding that hope that Eagles and the NFL season starts on time. But I have that same type of attitude right now where I am so ingrained in the pre-draft process, reading stuff, you know, written by the greats Michael Kist, Benjamin Solak, either it's on uh, BGN's website or on the Draft Network with Solak. I'm just so consumed by this. This is all I can think about what the Eagles are going to do at 21. And I want to treat this like a party for me. You know, the world's in a rough place. It's hard for a lot of people. People are uh, facing economic hardships, financial hardships. People are struggling to find either fine work or maybe losing work, getting fired or laid off. It's hard right now for people. And I hope this draft can be a true escape for everyone because I feel like that's going to be for me. For a 48-hour period, it's kind of like the way I always talk about the Eagles in the regular season. For three hours a week, get to forget about your problems, forget about work, relationships, family issues. And just focus on the birds and get mad over stupid stuff like a Jason Peters false start and take all your anger out. You know, loosen up and enjoy something. Be part of something bigger than yourselves. Be part of a community. Be part of this fantastic community of Eagles fans that we're a part of. Reunited. But as I said, I want to treat this as a party. So you can read an article I wrote. Um, again, I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. So this came out today. Uh, it's, you know, an article about how to enjoy your quarantine watch party. Again, it's not going to be a situation we're used to where you might be watching the draft at a bar with your pals or, you know, with your family members, you know, family friends at your parents' place or your uncle's place, things like that. That sucks. And I, I miss that. I wish I could watch with my boys like Joe Anzer, Big Mike, guys I always talk about on the podcast and my writing. You know, we're going to have to make use of stuff like FaceTime and Zoom and house party. And again, it sucks that we can't be face to face with these people we're, that are so ingrained with our relationship with the Eagles. Like, you know, I say stuff where I'm not just rooting for the Eagles. I'm rooting for my family members. I'm rooting for my friends. I'm rooting for Philadelphia. Again, it sucks that we're not going to have that connectivity in person because of the quarantine. But with the technolo- technological advances we have, there are still ways for us to be connected. And I recommend people either, you know, FaceTime with their friends, either they don't have to do it the whole draft, maybe have a zoom up for the entire first round, FaceTime your friends when the Eagles are up on the clock, or even check out the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram account where, where Michael Kiss and I will be going live at different points all throughout the weekend. Uh, so you can follow us on there, see our reactions to the Eagles picks, stuff like that. Follow us at Bleeding Green Insta. Uh, on Instagram. We will also be doing some t-shirt giveaways. I have a handful of t-shirts left over from the 2019 season. BGN shirts. They're gray. They're so soft. They're so comfortable. They hold up even after several washes. They're great. But again, I want to treat it like a party. Uh, I'm going to have some drinks. Uh, Again, if you're going to be drinking, uh, Bleeding Green Nation and Bleeding Green Nation Radio reminds you to drink responsibly, be in control of yourself, and never under any circumstances drink and drive. But on Friday, I picked up some booze, grabbed some, you know, beer. I'm really into the alcoholic seltzer. So uh, I like the Truly, this lemonade variety pack and Crook and Marker is a brand that I really enjoy. So have that, have some classic Miller Lite on hand. If the Eagles draft KJ Hamler at 53, I'm shotgun in the Miller Lite. I don't care. It'll be great. It'll be, what, 930 on a Friday night. I'll feel like I'm, you know, 
there's a real world out there. Like I'm partying with my friends on a Friday night or I'm getting ready to go out to the bar or out to dinner with my girlfriend, Ashley. That'd be fun. Let's live it up, guys. We're stuck in a crappy part of the world right now. This is a crappy situation. Let's make the most of it. Let's have some fun. Let's live it up. So I'm going to get some booze. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, I haven't made mimosas in forever. I'm not sure when, but I have this bottle of champagne that's been sitting in my fridge that uh, my boss got me for Christmas this past year. So I'm going to pop that thing open. I'm going to buy some grapefruit juice at the great, uh, at the store, make some fantastic mimosas Saturday morning, watch the draft. The draft on Saturdays, I believe, from 12 noon Eastern time until 7 p.m. Just relax all day, have some mimosas, make myself maybe an Irish coffee. You know, I'm a big, big Bailey's guy. Throw some whiskey in there. That'll be great, but I'm going to drink responsibly first and foremost as I encourage you all to do so too. So that's the drinking situation. If you don't drink, I, I'm a huge non I love seltzer water. I love seltzer water. Bubbly, Polar, two of my favorite brands. Check that stuff out, guys. If you're not a big drinker, nothing wrong with some seltzer. But for food, and again, I, I talk about a lot of this stuff on my article up on bleedinggreennation.com. Please check it out. Share it. Retweet it. Whatever you want to do. Uh, food. I'm really jonesing for the wings from Stogie Joe's Tavern on East Pass Junk. They have phenomenal stromboli, mussels. They have these delectable barbecue sausage bites that are like you get half sweet sausage and half hot Italian sausage. It's amazing. One order is can fill like two people. Once I ordered 10 wings and I'm just thinking I'm a guy. I'm the type of guy who can just crush 10 wings without even thinking. And I, so I'm going to get the, I get the wings and I get the sausage bites. I can't even finish a quarter of the sausage bites because there were so many of them. It's great. I'm not sponsored by Stogie Joe's or anything. If they want to sponsor me, uh, please reach out to me, but I just, I just love Stogie Joe's. They're great. Uh, you know, I'm a South Philly lifer. I lived in the university city for a bit during college. I can provide you with the greatest recommendations if you're outside the Philly area, but if you're in Philly, and you need somewhere to do, need something to do normally, go out to a restaurant. If you're in this quarantine, want to know where to get stuff delivered from, you know, shoot me a DM on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. My DMs are open. Email me at SeamusJClancy at gmail.com. Just reach out. I'm happy to help people enjoy themselves and have a greater Philadelphia experience. So Stokie Joe's is an option for me. Pizza, there are a million Santucci's out there. So if you're from, you live in the city, if you live in the suburbs, you can always find one of those. So I always recommend that. In South Philly, maybe on Saturday, I live close to that new Pizza Plus that opened on 12th and Mifflin. Uh, it's from the people who started the award-winning Pizzeria Bidea. Uh, some magazine a couple years ago voted it the best pizza in the country. I wouldn't go that far. I've had it. It's very, very good. But Pizza Plus, this new spot is close to me. It's pickup only. You have to order online or call it in because of COVID-19, obviously. Uh, it's a long wait. So if you're going to do that for Saturday or Friday or or even Thursday night, make sure you get your orders in early. But I love that spot. There are a ton of pizza places I love. Slice, Slice, Zavino, La Rosa, Pizzeria Pesto, Maris. Philly is a great pizza city. It's an underrated pizza city. Underrated. It's not New York. But we're in that sort of great pizza pocket. You know, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, Philly. Can't go wrong with pizza here. And what else you can't go wrong with in Philly? Cheese sticks. Uh, I wrote an article before uh, for NBC Sports Philly last year on my favorite cheesesteak spots. Uh, you really can't go wrong with a cheesesteak in Philly. People like to complain about Pat's and Geno's and whether this place is touristy or it's underground or it's hipster or it's indie. It's underrated, overrated. Almost everywhere you go, the cheesesteak the cheese steak is going to be awesome. I like Phil Steaks on uh, 23rd and Pashunk in South Philly. Uh, I like Del Sandro's is obviously a goat spot. Old City. 
you know, they have Campos, they have O Brother, I feel like just a new spot, pretty good. And then South Street has Woodrow's, which is definitely a favorite of the BGN and BGN Radio Crew. Highly recommend that as well. So you got tons of food options in Philly. You got your drinks options. Make sure you have some company. Even if you're not, if you're quarantined by yourself, reach out to people. The Eagles are about community. It's about hanging out with your friends, hanging out with your loved ones. And again, being part of something bigger than yourself. So if you're quarantined with your loved ones, that's great. I'm um, with my girlfriend, Ashley. We live together, so I'll be watching with her. If you're quarantined with your kids or your parents, enjoy it. Treat it like a real Eagles game. Have some fun. Wear your lucky jersey. Uh, Ashley got a, uh, a Doug Peterson, a legit Doug Peterson champion jersey, a kid's youth extra large from that website, Rare Vintage. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a Philly-based company that have all these old school and vintage Philly sports and just national sports stuff. It's awesome. So I'll be rocking the Doug Peterson jersey. I just ordered a Carson Wentz, North Dakota State Nike jersey for Fanatics. I think that's coming Tuesday. I'm recording this Monday afternoon. I cannot wait to put that bad boy on. So if you have a lucky jersey, you have a lucky hat, a lucky shirt, lucky socks, lucky underwear, wear them. In the hopes that the Eagles nail this draft because they desperately, desperately need to. And just a reminder, as I said, check us out on Instagram. I'm kind of taking control of the BGN Instagram right now. trying to post new content every day, especially during the draft. We will be doing Instagram live stuff. I'm really excited for that this weekend, trying out different things. Just, you know, bridging out and making the BGN experience as great as possible, whether it's writing, podcasting, or social media. So I'm assuming around 10 o'clock Thursday night, give or take, the Eagles will be on the clock. Well, unless they trade up, but we'll get into that. So 21st pick will be up around 10 o'clock, I'd say. Going into the draft, the Eagles have three obvious options in the first round. They can stay put, they can trade up, or they can trade back. I will lay out the cases for why I would do any of these choices and what that would entail. My preferred choice, staying at 21, if Justin Jefferson is there. Obviously, you don't know that ahead of time, but the birds stay at 21 and Jefferson's there. That's a home run pick to me. He's fantastic in the slot. I think he can play outside with the, with some development. He was an absolutely monster in college. The Eagles really, really, really value production in college. And he had 18 touchdowns and 111 catches last year as a junior. Uh, played outside as a sophomore at times. I think he'd be great in the slot immediately and then has the ability to play outside eventually. But there are that group, there is that group of the top three receivers, the tier one that everyone's talking about. Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. If the Eagles have a shot to trade up for any of those three guys, I think you got to do it. Uh, Jerry Judy's my number one. Henry Ruggs, number two for me. CeeDee Lamb, number three. That's not a knock on Lamb. I just love Judy so much. He seems like the perfect modern receiver. Henry Ruggs is that burner, that speed guy that we need so, so, so badly. Uh, You know, if the Eagles were to get him, play him in a slot a little bit. Uh, if Deshaun gets hurt or Deshaun's not playing, put him on the outside, he play inside, he play outside. Ruggs is a burner. Just let it fly, run down the field. Carson, you can't overthrow him. Let that thing rock. Sling that rock. So I like Ruggs. Judy's my guy, but I think they can maybe trade up the 13. That's the Niners pick. The Niners have two first round picks, but I don't think they have a pick again until either the fourth or fifth round. Uh, it's reported that they want to trade down for maybe at least one or both of those picks. So I think that's an ideal trade up option at 13 that'll be right where you know maybe the the Raiders take someone at 12 maybe the Jaguars target someone at nine uh so you should be in a spot to get one of those top three guys again Judy is my preferred guy the Eagles can trade up I'm thinking maybe they could trade something like 
uh, say pick 21, pick 103, pick 127 in a 2021 second rounder, I think that has a chance of getting it done. And I'd absolutely love it. You get a guy who can impact the team right away, day one, week one, whenever the NFL season starts, they will have a guy out there that you know is young, will be with Carson Wentz for the next eight to 10 years, and will have an immediate, immediate impact on this team and bring some dynamic play, some explosive play that's been missing since, you know, Deshaun Jackson's brief second half in week one against Washington last year. The Eagles need some juice, and all three of those guys have juice, as well as Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's there at 21, and we don't trade up. Love it. If we trade up for one of those three guys, I'm going to be ecstatic, especially if it's Judy. Oh, my God. Oh, Jerry Judy is just the man. Jerry Judy, you are the man. But if, I mean, if we get Ruggs or Lamb, I'm going to be totally over the moon happy. And then, you know, in three years when CeeDee Lamb's and I'll probably be like, oh, I wanted Lamb all along. I wasn't, Judy was overrated. Ruggs is just a speed guy. He's not a real receiver. Lamb all the way. You know, I'll be saying that if we get Lamb and he's the man. But so we have those two options as well as trade down. I don't like drafting at 21. I'm all in a receiver. There are defensive players that I would be comfortable drafting at 21. I really like Xavier McKinney from uh, Alabama. The safety seems like he could be a Malcolm Jenkins replacement, kind of a box safety, uh, could play nickel a little bit. He's not a great uh, coverage guy as a deep safety. And maybe the Eagles prefer someone like Grant Delpit from LSU has a little bit more versatility to play all around the field. But Xavier McKinney's a beast to me. I'd love to see him in Midnight Green. So you have maybe the two safeties. Those are two the two non-receivers I'd be most comfortable drafting at 21. If Jefferson's gone, the top three guys are gone, I'm looking to trade down. And you can't just automatically assume someone's going to want to trade down with you. The Eagles know that quite well from the Marcus Smith debacle in 2014. The Eagles traded down from 22 to 26, and they wanted to trade down again to target Marcus Smith later, and then they overdrafted him, and he was a complete bust, and it was a waste of a first-round pick. We all know about that. But uh, I'm not really comfortable taking any of the other receivers at 21. I could see the Eagles being comfortable taking Jalen Rager at 21. I'd be like, okay with it. It's not my preferred thing. I'd very much like to trade down uh, pick up some extra draft capital, especially after the Darius Slade trade where the Birds lost a third round and a fifth round, or pick up some extra draft capital and get a guy they might have been comfortable taking at 21 anyway. Trade down late first, get Breger. Trade down into the early second round. I think a really good trade partner to me, in my opinion, is the Indianapolis Colts. They traded their, they originally had the 13th overall pick, and they traded that um, to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner. And they could be, they signed Philip Rivers. He's a stopgap quarterback, though. He's obviously old. Maybe they would be interested. They have two second rounders. Maybe they'd be interested in trading one of those picks, uh, as well as some other draft capital up to 21 to maybe land a quarterback like Jordan Love before a team, another team is able to grab that guy uh, and lock him in as, you know, if you get a first round pick, you get him for five years. You have that fifth year contract option, which is huge for quarterbacks and the way, because of the way their salaries escalate. So maybe that's a natural partner we trade down uh, into the early second round as well as the second round pick. The Eagles already have a 53. Maybe they pick up, you know, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State and KJ Hamler with the Eagles' own 53rd pick. That would be great for me. You know, you moved down, picked up some extra draft capital, and you got two guys. You got a guy in Ayuk that you might have been comfortable taking at 21 to begin with, as well as that speedster that Philly, he seems like a fan favorite already because he's a PSU Guy, KJ Hamler, I know all the Penn State Lloyds out there are going to be craving uh, for the birds to draft him. I'm not a big Penn State guy. I like to troll a little bit. My friends who are all huge fans and graduates there, but 
Amal and, ha- and Hamler. I know he's undersized, but I think he has a strong upper body. I think he's underratedly strong. I think he has a more full frame than Deshaun Jackson does. That's the obvious comp. Can he be Deshaun 2.0 here? I think he really can. That would be a guy I'd love to get at 53. So that's our three options. Trade up. Stay at 21. If you're staying at 21, get Justin Jefferson. If by some way, one of those top three guys there at 21, I cannot wait to see my reaction on Instagram Live. I know Michael Kiss and I will be doing that together. I think I'll be recording it. Uh, I hope he puts it on Twitter because I will be losing my GD mind if Ruggs, Judy, or Lamb somehow fall at the 21. Made a joke on Twitter that uh, referencing the Lamari Tunsil debacle from a few years back where he posted a video of him in a bong mask on Twitter the day of the draft and fell like 10 picks below his expected range. Uh, if Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb wants to do something like that this week, uh, Monday is 420. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. I'd love for one of those guys to drop uh, and the Eagles pounce on them or you know, I'm just joking this. I don't actually want these kids to get into trouble or anything. You know, I'm the type of guy who just messes around, has fun. But would be awesome for some crazy reason that any of those three guys fall. Maybe they fall to 18 and you have to give up less draft capital to move up for them. Maybe uh, in defiance of God, they're available there at 21, which would, would just be the best thing. It would be great for Philadelphia. It would be great for the Eagles fans. All this stuff we're dealing with right now. It sucks. The world is in a terrible place. Everyone's struggling in their own ways. People are cooped up inside, going stir crazy. People's jobs are in jeopardy. People's, you know, the world is in jeopardy to a degree. The Eagles are that thing in my life where I can put aside my troubles and think about, hey, let me just do a mock draft on the draft number real quick. You know, I'm stuck at work. Let me play around on my phone. Look what people are tweeting about the birds on Twitter. What are the what are the latest Trade rumors, you know, which beat writer is doing which mock draft right now? Who are they taking? Who are the guys that the Eagles are going to target on day three? I like Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island. That's my day three guy. I need him. Speedster. Uh, he plays well. Obviously, went to an uh, FCS school, but he did play Virginia Tech this year, and I think that's the first real big school he played. I think he had 152 receiving yards and like eight or nine catches in this game. Do not forget that name, Isaiah Coulter. Harry Roseman, I know you're listening to this. Get him on day three. But other than that, Trade up for Jerry Judy. Trade up for Henry Ruggs. Trade up for C.D. Lamb. I'm happy land Justin Jefferson at 21. I'm cool with it. Trade back at Ayuk or Rager even. Uh, and then Hamler in the second round. I love that. Uh, one last point. Denzel Mims, who was high on my draft board. And I've written about this a little bit in my newsletter this week. Uh, if you guys don't subscribe, I don't know what you're doing. If you're listening to this, you'd love my newsletter. Check it out. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. Just two bucks per month. You get a newsletter in your email inbox every weekday morning. So that's five a week, about 20 a month. You'll love it. Talk about this time type of crap the entire time. But Mims, I was really into him. He didn't really produce at Baylor. And I'm weary of non-lamb big 12 receivers just because they play in the spread offense. No one plays defense for crap in that conference. And there's just so much space there. I'm not sure those receivers have a real ability to separate the way they would need to do against NFL quality corners. But his physical attributes are so hard to pass up. He's six foot three, runs a four, three, eight, and can play on the outside. That's the type of receiver the Eagles have really never had. And call it an overcorrection for the way the Eagles passed on DK Metcalf last year, who I really wanted because he was a workout warrior. He underperformed his last year at Ole Miss. 
but he exploded in Seattle. He was taking, I bet, I believe seven picks after the Eagles took J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who was looking like a complete bust after just having 169 receiving yards in his rookie year, despite playing 16 games the entire season. But Metcalf had 900 yards and seven touchdowns in Seattle with Russell Wilson. And that's a guy the Eagles sure could have used last year, huh? So I was really into having this, you know, guy with an unbelievable athletic profile come to Philly and be that type of freak that, again, we've never really had. But in talking with on Inside the Birds with Adam Kaplan and Jeff Mosher, uh, Mim said that when he visited Philadelphia last summer with his Baylor head coach and some of his teammates, he was downright scared of Philadelphia. And he saw there were a lot of scary people and he did not like his Philadelphia experience. To which I say, Denzel, what are you doing? Why would you say that? Just lie. Just say, oh, it was okay. It was nice to see the city. I got to meet some people, blah, 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 blah. You're scared of the city. You're scared of the people here. You came here as an unknown college athlete. What happens when you come here and you're the most scrutinized draft pick in Philadelphia since Carson Wentz himself? How are you going to handle that pressure? How are you going to handle when you drop a big pass in a game and some guy's going viral on Twitter for saying, unlike Mims or something like that? How are you going to be handled being a meme? How are you going to handle being criticized? How are you going to handle people on talk radio or on podcasts such as this criticizing you for not performing the way that Eagles fans are desperately, desperately need the receiver they draft early this year to be? I'm not sure he can handle it. Again, I don't want to be this classic, oh, I'm a football guy. These kids can't cut it, blah, 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 blah. I'm not that type of person. I'm sympathetic to people, but Philadelphia ain't for everyone. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad career, but with all this uncertainty draft, there's a lack of pre-draft workouts. It's a lack, there's a lack of face-to-face true interaction. Any little tidbit could sway teams' opinions or increasingly likely fans and media's opinions on specific players. And that's exactly what's happened with Mims with me. Again, he's a guy I really, really like during this whole pre-draft process. And I'm just turned off at the thought of him right now. Imagine that. A guy who says, I'm scared to death of Philly. He didn't say scared to death, but he said he's scared of Philly. There were a lot of scary people in his words. And know what's scarier than some random guy you saw in the city that freaked you out? Uh, a drunk, deranged Eagles fan yelling at you in the tunnel as you walk out of the game after the Eagles lost 24 to 20 after you dropped the touchdown in the fourth quarter with less than a minute left. That's going to be scary, Denzel Mims. Can you handle that? I have my doubts that you can handle that. Which, it pains me to say, I am leaving him off my draft board. He is, unless he falls to 53 somehow, I am not taking him in the late first round or early second round. If the Eagles land at receiver at 21, I would take him... They were to, you know, get Justin Jefferson at 21. I'd take a shot on him at 53, but he cannot be the first receiver of the Eagles draft this year. That would be a disappointment. And sorry to say he feels destined to not work out here. We've had receivers come under, you know, a lot of heat young receivers here in the last handful of years. Nelson Aguilar had a disastrous start to his career in 2015 and 16, rebounded with an outrageously good season in the slot 2017, had an unbelievable performance in the Super Bowl that year before he regressed in both 2018, 2019, and became an infamous meme, and now he is playing uh, on the Las Vegas Raiders for an almost minimum salary. That's how you know the mighty could fall so quick. I don't think he could really handle some of the stuff here. When things weren't going well, Nelson Aguilar couldn't handle it, and that's a shame. I feel bad for him as a person, but at the same time, you're in a professional athlete. You're held to a different standard than a typical normal person, and didn't seem like he was the greatest personality fit year here. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, 
you know, he doesn't really complain in the media or anything, but I get the vibe that he can't really handle it, especially after he had that huge drop pass back in week three against the Lions when it could have changed the game. It could have been a game-winning touchdown for him. But the Eagles fell to one and two after that loss to Detroit instead. So after those two guys, we need a guy who was a great fit in the locker room and in the city. Mims doesn't seem that way to me. Those top four guys, you know, Mims, um, top four guys, Judy, Ruggs, Lamb, and then Jefferson. I think all those guys want to be great. And I'm not saying Mims doesn't want to be great. He sh- I'm sure he does. I'm sure all these guys want to be great. But I think those guys would all be awesome in Philadelphia. They'd love the city. The city would absolutely adore them. You come If they're one of those four guys come and they have an unbelievably great rookie season, they're in the talks for offensive rookie of the year. They're really catapulting the team. You get the same vibes that you had in 2008 when the Sean was a rookie and the Eagles went on a run to the NFC championship game. I think one of those four guys could do that this year. The targets are there. We're so depleted at wide receiver. We need these guys here. We need them. And if the Eagles and Howie Rosen were able to pull Rabbit out of their butts and get one of those four guys, I am confident in them stealing the city, being the star of the city, having it Philadelphia in the palms of their hands. I don't see that happening with Denzel Mims. I'm sorry, Denzel. I'm not sure Philadelphia is for you. To close up, again, my name is Seamus Clancy. I'm sure you know, listening to the From the Bleachers podcast on the great, great Bleeding Green Nation radio podcast network. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Again, check out my Patreon newsletter, two bucks, just two bucks per month, 20 newsletters, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. And once again, check us out on Instagram. I'm doing a lot of work on there this week. I'm really excited for what we got brewing this weekend at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram. We'll do some t-shirt giveaways, Instagram live. I'm so excited for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is like Christmas week today. I am about to start screaming, punching holes in my wall, doing jumping jacks. I have so much energy right now. I don't know if it's because I drank a double strength caffeine Starbucks K-Cup at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't care. I need the draft. Love you guys. Go Birds. G-N.